Hello and welcome to the Love Day podcast. We have Usman with us today talking about the benefits of clean eating and exercise. Um, Usman, introduce yourself. Hello, brother. Pleasure to be here with you, man. Man, it's great to be here. For, it's great to be here whilst you're here. I love it. <laughs> Full power, man. You know, um, I've, 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 you know, you've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, man. And I'm really happy that you're doing it now. This is the power of action. It is, yeah. Well, I, I literally went. I went traveling, so I went to the Netherlands recently, and um, I don't know what it what it did, but it just made me think, like, why aren't I doing something I've wanted to do for ages, and what's holding me back? And nothing, and absolutely no. nothing, was holding me back. So I just, as soon as I got back, I did a checklist, and here we are. This is the first podcast. Um, I'm Bro, really I, I remember last time I was here, and you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> you say that you wanted to do a podcast and I've heard you say it so many times and I remember just saying to you I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear this I want to see it yeah yeah I do remember you saying that and now I'm and, and now I'm seeing it so big love to you man and, and I'm proud of you bro and I'm looking forward to to this episode so let's get cracking good stuff well well I just want to go straight into it obviously you eat you're very, very health conscious. Um, why do you care so much about what you eat? Why is why is food so important to you, and why is eating clean so important? Um. Okay. So, first of all, this is for you, and this is also for anyone that's listening. Is I am no way a master of my own health yet. And I'm in no way perfect when it comes to food, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> eating, bro, is one of the biggest challenges in my life, man. It's one of the biggest challenges for me. I go through stages of being very clean in what I'm eating to being an absolute monster. An absolute monster. Sometimes I get got, man. Absolutely got by sugar. And, and the, the tendency to overeat. However, however, I've had a history with transforming my health. And I am very conscious of my health. And I understand that a healthy body is a healthy mind. And a healthy mind is a healthy body. Exactly, exactly. And so once kind of, um, once discovering this, once this became clear to me, that health was the main thing. Once I started exercising at the age of 15 or so, I realized the impact that it was having on who I am as a person. I started realizing that food had the same effect too, that it's all connected, that the foods that we eat actually have an impact on who we are, on how we live, on the decisions that we make, on our energy levels, which affects everything. For example, think about it. Let's say you're eating, you know, you binge, you binge on a bunch, on a, a lot of sugar or something, and then you feel knackered, you feel absolutely tired. The motivation to go and pursue your goals is just going to disappear. It's going to disappear. Yeah, I mean, I've had that in the past where I've, I've ate really bad, and it's been great in the moment, but then after it, I just don't have any energy, and there's 
there's a lot of things that I was going to do after it, and now I just don't feel like doing it. I've lost the motivation to do those tasks, and it's a big thing. When I eat, when I eat clean, I just feel like I have a completely different mindset. I just feel more positive. You know, there's a lot of benefits, and I feel I'm more productive. Yeah. I just, it just... It's, it's full power. Yeah, it's, it's full power. It's your fuel, man. It's your fuel. Think about it. It's like a car. If you're filling the car with jam donuts, <laughs> crispy creams, man, <laughs> cinnamon whales, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not going to, you can't run a car on M&M's, bro. Of course. You can't run a car but, on M&M's. So the thing is, you know, I'm not, I'm not like sitting here and saying I'm eating clean all the time. Like, you know, for the past three months, I've been, been eating absolutely horrifically. But the reason why I've been eating horrifically is because I've got myself into a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest thing. And you, you become forgetful. Do you know what I mean? You, you forget about what it was like to, what it was like to feel like what, what it felt like when you were eating clean. <clears throat> and then when you eat bad and then you start eating clean again, you realize you different mind. There's a different mind. Shift, super Saiyan. You, just... you go super Saiyan, man. You base, you, you transform. You <clears throat> and the contrast makes it that much more impactful. You know, if you've been in the dark and then you step out into a light, it's bright, man. It's very bright. So if you've been in a negative kind of destructive pattern with eating and then you experience what it is to have a healthy relationship with food, it's like, wow, I feel so good because it's in contrast to that terrible feeling. Yeah, and it's it's funny because. Just a little point here that I want to share. A few months ago, I went through a really tough time with food as well, where I was just massively addicted to eating sugar. And um, I was smoking a lot of weed as well, man. Um, let's just put it out there. And that w- how that affected me mentally. Now, this is an interesting one, guys. How it affected me mentally was the... That's what created the, the biggest impact on me. It creates a true change in my character is I realized that high amounts of sugar, processed foods, and just stuff that isn't grown naturally from the earth combined with smoking a lot, it created deep feelings of depression, deep feelings of worthlessness, deep, just, ah, oh, just like this really low sense of, of self-value, this low sense of self-love. And you know, a really interesting one, man, I, I don't think I've said this to many people, but when I would be outside during this period of time, I couldn't see the beauty in nature. I couldn't see the beauty in the flowers, man. I was I was in nature, but I couldn't see, I couldn't see the beauty of life. And I saw that mental state, that, that low period that I was in, directly caused by what I was putting into my body. And then also combined with the thinking around those behaviours too. What was the shift? Because obviously you'd been eating bad. When did you just (laughs) realise? The shift, man. It came when... So, feeling so low as a product of feeding my body such nonsense, such, such junk, such poison. Feeling so low eventually took me to a place where I was really questioning why I'm here on this earth. And it's mad, you know, people won't take this seriously to say that eating loads of chocolate can drive you to start questioning your purpose in life. 
but it drove me there because I saw how much I was craving and how I was never satisfied. It's like I wanted that chocolate bar and then I ate it and then I wanted another yeah. one and then I ate it. The, th the thing and is, what I've noticed when, when it comes to eating bad and eating the type of junk food, you, you get excited. It creates this like type of happiness and you're like, you're excited about it. Like I remember being in work and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get a Chinese tonight. And I actually got excited. Like Pure joy. If you feel, sure, yeah. you feel like you feel happy. Good. And this is an interesting one, but I'll just finish on when, think, when things turned around for me. So when I started to ask these questions about why I'm here on earth, why I'm alive, why my life is one of value, why look after me health? Do you know what I mean? Like everyone says don't eat sugar, but it's like why? You know, so I really wanted to know why to look after my body. Why is it important that I get this body in tip top shape? And I started getting answers like if you don't look after your body, then you can't deliver what it is that you've got to deliver to this world. If you don't look after your body, then your mind's gonna be all over the place. You're not gonna be able to focus, you're not gonna be able to feel good about life. I couldn't even see the beauty in the flowers, bro. Do you know what I mean? So it was just, eventually I got really bored. I'll tell you that, man. I got bored of that behavior. I got bored of craving. I got bored of running away from life through food. I got bored of not being satisfied, man. Eating that chocolate bar. And then after taking the first bite, Thinking about the next the next bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I got so bored of that because it just became very clear to me that I wasn't being satisfied no matter how much I was trying to achieve a sense of satisfaction. I wasn't feeling the satisfaction. I got very bored of that. And that kind of, you know, I think we eventually at some point in our lives, we've just got to get bored of our own bullshit, man. We've got to get bored of the games. And I got really bored of my game. Um, and that's when you just decided to change and start looking after yourself. And... For sure. And and that's one chapter. There's other chapters of my life, you know what I mean? Like when I first started training, I was really into bodybuilding and stuff. And I went loads of time eating clean. And my idea of what clean was back then, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. what, what really is clean, this is an interesting yeah. one. Back, back in the day, I felt that chicken and rice six times a day with no veggies or no... I thought that was clean. Yeah, you, you know I remember I mean? you used to be like crazy into your fitness, into like bulking. And... Big time, man. I used to be, I, used to, I was 14 stone at one point. I was 14 stone at one That's point. Crazy. Man, that, that <laughs> That's crazy. That That's mad. And I thought that was good. You know, I thought that was healthy and I thought that was clean. So this is an interesting one is that eating clean, it's kind of like finding what, what, what works for you, what Absolutely. works for your body. But ultimately... I think everyone will be able to agree on this, that a clean diet is one that is composed of natural foods. Like at organic least, foods? Just as, a, as a, a, a step one fundamental, like from the earth, do you know what I mean? Like not like candy floss, that's not from the earth, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you don't see candy floss growing on trees. You don't see that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there's a clear difference between like a, a, a cabbage and a candy floss <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference you know what i mean anything that's like synthetic it's just like allow it just just no like that's yeah. not really meant to be in the human body now 
if we if we can live moderately this is great but for people like me i find it really hard to live moderately for me it's like all or nothing you know what i can relate to you so much <laughs> like i literally will go months eating clean and eating healthy and then i'll say to myself you know what josh you deserve a cheat day Mm. You deserve a cheat day and you're going to get pizza, <laughs> you're going to go for KFC, Chinese, all on the same day. And then it just spirals into like the worst bad habit of eating the next day, yeah. the next day after that. And before you know it, like I'm eating, I've been eating bad for like three months. Mm. And but back to what you said about everyone has, everyone has a specific type of diet. You know, there's not one perfect diet for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Everyone reacts differently to certain foods. You've got to find what works for you. And I think the biggest thing for me is that when I was trying to go to the gym and I was trying to bulk, I was trying to eat as many calories as possible and I was eating loads and loads of carbs, but that type of food just didn't work for me. And I realized that I was more, my body worked a lot better on on a high fat diet as opposed to high carbs. So I changed my diet around. I think a lot of people, um, will quit from yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll, they'll pick a diet and then it might not work for them and then they just give up. But That spaghetti we had just before was good though, wasn't it, man? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good. So that type <laughs> of food I eat. But, um, do you know what I mean? Like people, especially when they can't see the results, that's a big thing. Like a lot of people can start and they do start eating clean and they get into the, the gym and the exercise. Yeah. But when it's they it. don't see a result, it's quite... It, it can affect your corner, you know, you, you know, when you don't see a result like you want. A few things I'd say on that, man. Number one, intention. So why are you trying to eat healthier? It's very important to ask the question, why, all the time. Why? That, why is my favourite word, man. It's my favourite word. It's my favourite question to ask. Always ask why. Always question your intentions. If your intention is to lose weight... Now, this is okay. This is an all right intention. It's fine. But at the same time, it's quite shallow. So what you'll find is if you don't see yourself losing weight, or you know what? Not even losing weight. I'd say like looking like having a six pack. So if you don't see a six pack in the mirror in two, three weeks, you're like, oh, this is shit, man. Like, I'm, I don't like this. This doesn't work for me. But if your intention is to feel more energy, if your intention is to um, come back into harmony with nature a bit more, if your intention is to start filling your body with love-filled natural ingredients, then you're achieving your goal, whether you've got the six-pack or not. Yeah. And, and feeling that sense of, like, I am achieving keeps you going. Absolutely. When you look in the mirror and you're not satisfied, then you fall off the train because you're not, like, you're not getting, you don't feel like you're getting where you want, you know what I mean? So that, that's one point is the intention, but the second is also to treat life as a marathon. How many people get ripped just for the summer and then they just they, they lose all their progress in the winter or they, they'll get healthy for six months and it's like, I don't look at life this way anymore, man. This, this is old. This is the old me back in the day when I was bodybuilding and that. Now it's like, I'm thinking to the age of 90, 100, how am I going to be feeling, looking, and and moving, performing when I'm 100 years old, when I'm 90 years old? I think to there, that's where my goal is. So this is a constant, this is a step-by-step -step process from now until then. 
it's not a quick little get healthy for six months. It's like get healthy for life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Lifelong. Yeah, of course, it can't just be over a certain amount of time. It's got to be. You got to turn it into a habit. I think a lot of people, like for example, you know, when when New Year comes and obviously everyone sets their New Year New Year's resolutions, and some some of those resolutions might be to lose weight, to get into shape, and a lot of people will stick to it. They'll probably stick to it for about two, three weeks, but I'd say the majority of people will quit after after a few weeks because they had the motivation to begin with to eat clean, and that's good, but. You've got to turn it into a habit every single day, yeah. and and that's how you stick it out. Because doing it when you don't want to do it, you know, eating, eating, having a specific diet, and and training when you don't want to train, it builds discipline, and um, that's that's how you stick it. Stuff you can't just do something when you feel like doing it. Do you know what I mean? I get you, man. I feel like this whole new year thing. The main reason why it happens. There's a few reasons why it happens, man. Number one is that people don't have a deep enough intention of why they want to make that change. So a lot of people are saying, I'm going to get healthy this year, but they don't know why. Yeah, they've got to have, there's got to be a reason, a strong need, reason. I, I can't stress it, man. We need a reason. Like, especially people with analytical minds, people that think a lot into things. We need a reason. I was driven to a point a few months ago where it was like, why not remove my own life? Do you know what I mean? I need a reason to live. Never mind the reason to eat healthy. I need a reason to live. Yeah. To even just be breathing. A What's purpose, my a purpose? A yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. So that can keep you strong when it comes to discipline and staying um consistent with your practice, especially like, you know, coming into the new year and that. But there's also the pressure. This is an interesting one. The pressure of setting a very high minimum. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say you want to start a new habit. You want to develop a new habit. We're on the topic of eating healthy and eating clean and all stuff like that. But let's talk about something that a lot of people are getting into at the moment, which is meditation. Let's say your minimum is one hour of meditation a day. I don't know why you've chosen that minimum, but you've chosen that. Maybe it's because that's what other people do. On a day when you really don't want to meditate and you think that you've got to do 60 minutes, that's like you don't want to meditate times a million. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It pushes, and then you just procrastinate. Do you think it. people set it too high? Way too high. I set my minimum extremely low. Just so you achieve it. Just so I achieve it, and just so I show up, because most of the battle, and many great people have said this, most of the battle, most of the work is showing up. Once you've showed up, once you say, right, I'm getting started on this task. Or right, I'm sitting down in meditation. Or once you show up at the gym, you've done most of it. Once you show up to that yoga class, whatever it is, you've done most of the work. Then you've just got to finish. Do you know what I mean? Then you've just got to have a go, play around, work out, go to whatever extent you need to go to. But you've showed up. Do you know what I mean? If you feel like you've got to do an hour workout you and you really don't want to train that day, then that hour is going to scare you, man. It's going to scare you. And if you don't have high enough willpower and high enough levels of discipline, then you're going to procrastinate it and not even do anything. I, I agree with you to an extent. I think, yeah, absolutely. You should. Like, you shouldn't set the limit too high. But at the same time, you should push yourself. If, you, if you've built a solid habit up and you go to the gym and you're, you, you do like 40 minutes of training each day, 
once you've got into that solid habit, you should look to push yourself a little bit more. Not go crazy with it. I I, I agree that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't set yourself to, to be like, to go two hours in the gym every single day. But you should always look to improve mm-hmm. little by little each day. A hundred percent, man. But the main thing that kills the habit for people is procrastination, oh, which, is, which yeah. is caused by the how daunting it is to do one hour or how daunting it is to do that run and go all it's like oh i know my route i know that route that i run every time and when i get to that hill i really hate that hill and so they're thinking about that hill that they really hate and then they don't even leave the house and start because they're thinking about that hill it's the pressure but if you leave the house and you say i'm gonna do a different route today or i'm i don't need to run 10 miles I can run one mile today, and that's still okay. You'll end up surprising yourself and running five miles. Oftentimes, it's very rare that I'll do one minute of exercise, but my minimum is one minute. It's very rare. On a day where I feel like it is the last thing I want to do, maybe I'll do one minute. Or on a day where I'm just like so busy, maybe I'll do one minute. But most of the times on those days where I really don't want to train, and I say... It's all good, bro. All you got to do is one minute. I end up doing... I end up training for an hour or something, but I show up. You show up, yeah. Because that's the, the, most important the one thing. minute isn't scary. Yeah. So that's my that's my rule, man. That's a, a, a tool that I yeah. use is the, the one minute tool. Set your, your minimum very low. <clears throat> if you're running, set... And, and, you know, set your limit. Set your minimum very low. And that way you're not scaring yourself away and then you just kind of get into the flow of it and crack on with it anyway. You just yeah. crack on with it anyway, now, do you know what I mean? You know what, I've never actually thought about that, but that is a good it's a good concept. Experience it, bro. Especially for someone, a beginner starting out. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'd say is that I think a lot of people want to get into exercise and I've heard this so many times that when someone's never been in the gym before and they always say, like, I'm scared of how I'm going to look, I don't know how to use the the gym stuff and people actually get I think people get kind of like they get paranoid they think people are going to all look at they're going to like stare at them in the gym yeah. and, and question them like what are they doing but it's really not like that is it like I think a lot of people don't even like you're talking about procrastination but a lot of people don't start because they're too scared about what people are going to think yeah this is an interesting one man this comes down to being able to be comfortable as a beginner now, I think this is a big pattern that we've got as human race, man, as, as as a society, is that there's this big ego involved and we have to be able, we have to be good at everything. Do you know what I mean? And it's like if you can't do something, you either get frustrated with yourself or embarrassed because you look like a fool. Yeah. But everyone is inspired ultimately by those that try and fall and try and fall and try and yeah, fall absolutely. and keep on going and you have to go through that you have to experience that and and if people are going to laugh at you let them laugh at you do you know what i mean like they, they probably won't but you've got to experience being a beginner like think about it when you when you're learning to drive i think this is a good example you're learning to drive there's always that one you know you were always that beginner in the car and then to drive and then you were trying to get that biting point in the car there were loads of cars waiting behind you beeping the horns but everyone who's passed their test has been in that situation. I'll give so you, you have to go through that, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll give you one that's <laughs> even more relatable than the car one, man. We were all kids. We were all babies. Now, this is next level. We were all in a position where we couldn't walk at one point, man. 
we were all in that in that stage where we were crawling on the ground. Now you can't remember it. You can't remember it, but know that you did it. That you learned how to walk and you looked like an absolute fool when you were doing it, when you were learning. You looked like an absolute cute little baby, actually. You didn't look like a fool. You looked adorable because you were a kid and you were innocent and you were learning how to walk and you fell and then you got back up and you fell and you got back up and now you can run, now you can jump, now you can climb and now you're not even thinking about how hard it was to walk, you don't even remember because it was that far away. There's a, a great beauty in playing the beginner's mindset man, entering the beginner's mindset and saying you know what, I embrace this and I'm going to be as though I am a baby again learning how to walk taking that attitude into the gym, taking that attitude into yoga, taking taking it into anything that you do that's anything new, that start, yeah. that's uncomfortable for you. And I'll give you another one as well. Um, you know, when, if, you're, if you're afraid of people laughing at you, beat them to it, man. Laugh at yourself before they have a chance to laugh at you. Do you know what I mean? If you laugh at yourself, you could just laugh at your own inability like you laugh at like a, a dog that's just like running around trying to bite its own tail. You just laugh, do you know what I mean? Because it's cute, man. Laugh at your own cuteness, your own inability, your own, your own, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, just own it, basically. Own, own it. that shit, yeah. man. And, and, and laugh at yourself before anyone can laugh at you if that's an issue for you. I want to talk uh, more about um, building the habit when it comes to clean eating. I think um, building a habit, like I think the hardest, I mean, for me, whenever I get into clean eating after I've eaten really bad, um, I'd say it's about two weeks, a solid two weeks of me thinking like, uh, that's when I'm like fighting myself, like thinking, oh my God, I should get a Chinese. I've been eating clean all day. And then for the evening meal, I might get a Chinese, I might get a takeaway, but then yeah, I like kind of fight it. And then after the two weeks, I don't crave a lot of that food that I would normally crave. And I think that's because my system's kind of like got rid of those those sugars and those fats and those type of fats and I, I no longer crave that stuff mm. and then I'll just start eating cleaner and it gets the process gets easier and easier the longer you do it mm-hmm. it's just I'd say the hardest part is starting starting out I feel like you're definitely someone that's got more to say on this at the moment man because me personally I'm still at this moment in my life. I'm very much into um, indulgence. <laughs> my cravings, man, they're getting me. They're getting me at the moment, and I'm not gonna lie and pretend like that's not true. However, um, I am very much aware that this is an interesting one. Once you open a portal, once you open the gateway to a certain level of food that food then becomes allowed in your mind and then you'll eat it again. I'm just gonna break this down for you now. Let's say that you're eating a very clean diet and then one day, a couple of weeks into the future, you, you think, mm, I really wanna eat that uh, Nutella or something, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or let's even, let's go let's go healthier than Nutella. Let's say you just wanna eat some, um, you just wanna eat some biscuits or something, whatever. Now you eat the biscuits now this in your mind is allowed, so you're much more likely to eat the biscuits again. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. It's just so next time you think about it, it's gonna be so much. You're gonna be so much more lenient with yourself that you just you'll go and eat them again. Now here's the thing: 
the next gate will present itself. The Nutella will present itself because you've opened the gate to the cookies. The the next the lower level will then appear and it will say, "You want to open this door? <laughs> Do you want to open yeah. this door?" Now, if you open that door, you've opened the door, you've opened the gate, and you're just more likely, you're that much more likely. Before you know it, you're eating all sorts. Then you're on, like, level minus seven. Do you know what I mean? You're, like, deep into hell, and it's like... But there's two sides to that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if you're eating clean, and you stick to the habit, and you build the discipline, it'll open other gates, but more on a more positive level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm talking all about the negative one. This is... I'm talking about... The dark side of eating, bro. Like I've got a lot of experience with that. Was so that that's just what's coming from me? But I think that is that <laughs> that what you've just said. You can kind of put that into anything. Like if you maybe you were meant to study, but instead you go to a party, and you know the next night you're meant to study again, and there's something else that happens. It's very easy to say yes mm-hmm. after you've said yes once. Yeah. But if you say no, I'm I'm studying. I've got work to do. You know, it will be. A lot easier to say no the next day. Yeah, this is an interesting one, man. Like I said, I'm not an exemplification of someone who's eating very clean at the moment, so I'm not going to say anything on that. However, I do have experience with intention and eating clean, living a healthy lifestyle. If you've got a strong enough why, you can overcome anyhow. These are the words of Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, amazing book. The guy was living in a concentration camp, man, and still found meaning in life in such a bloody, shitty, death-filled, smelly environment. And he said that a strong enough why can overcome any how or any what. I don't know what the exact words are. Yeah, but no, it's... In other words, if you've got a strong enough intention, man, an intention is fueled by knowledge and something that's personal to you. So what do I mean by that? Let's say you want to eat, you want to stop eating a certain thing, or you want to stop smoking and whatever. It's it's like really learn about why that is going, why that is stopping you from achieving what it is that you want to achieve. The knowledge of it. I'll give you an example here. I want I wanted to heal myself from ulcerative colitis. I used to have a digestive disease, bro, where I was shitting in the toilet. I can't believe I didn't even mention this yet, man. I was shitting blood. Blood, yeah, sorry, I said I was just shitting in the toilet, everyone shits in the toilet, I was shitting blood, and this was extreme, and I was still smoking weed at this time, and I came across some information in a book that said that smoking weed, or just smoking in general, takes blood away from the stomach and the digestive system, and stunts the digestive process, so straight away, it was just like, my absolute priority is healing, if smoking's gonna jeopardise that healing, stop. And it, it, it was like next day. Yeah. And I had this big box of weed that this guy just gave me for free. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, I don't care. And I had it and I held it in my possession for months and months and months. I didn't even touch it. It's You know what? You, you hear so many stories of like someone who smoked like 40 years every single day. And then you hear them having this health scare. And like they find out that if they carry on smoking that they could die. You know, that something, could, something bad could happen to them. And then literally the next day... They stop smoking. Like they've been, they've been trying to quit for years, but they they continue to smoke. And the minute they hear that news that you know, if you carry on smoking, you'll die. You know, that's that's the big thing, and that's 
That's a huge why. That's why I'm going to stop smoking. So, so you're right. Yes, the why but, has but, to be huge. But in t- only having that reason only on an intellectual level isn't good enough. Everyone knows. And guys, by the way, this is not a judgment on anyone who does smoke. This is just I'm using it as an example. Everyone knows that it like messes up your lungs. Everyone knows. Yeah, of course. But everyone, most people do it. Do you know what I mean? Most people still do it, even though they have with an intellectual understanding the knowledge of why it's not good for the body. So knowledge is only one piece of the ingredient. The next is to really get clear about what it is that you want and how that that behavior, that repeated behavior, whether it's binge eating or whatever, is taking you away from what it is that you really want. Something that means more to you. Something that you love enough to change for. Yeah. Paul Check says this. He says, what do you love enough to change for? What means so much for you that this vice that you're using, whether it's food, alcohol, drugs, whatever, what do you love enough so that that vice is just like, it's just not worth it. It's, it's just, true. It's just it's not true. worth it. Yeah. I mean, I think... These things that we're talking about, like smoking, you know, eating bad, these things create, it's like an instant happy feeling. Do you know what I mean? It's an, it's instant. You get, you get your, you get your takeaway or you have a cigarette, but then it's the feeling after. And the thing that I've learned is when I'm eating, when I'm trying to start my diet and I'm eating healthy and then I start to crave something and I want to eat something bad, I, I say to myself, how am I going to feel after I've eaten it? Because whilst you're eating it, it's going to be good. It's going, you know, whilst you're having that delicious burger and you, you're enjoying that burger for a few minutes, but after it, I'm probably going to feel like shit. Mm. So it's 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 me thinking what I'm going to feel like after I've eaten it. You swore. Sorry, that was the first time you've swore on this podcast, man. I've been the swearer. I've been the potty mouth. I swore. I swore before. As Did well. you? Yeah, I think okay. so. Sorry, man. No, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, how do you? How are you gonna feel after? This is an interesting one. To someone that's in a heavy, heavily addictive cycle, though, that's not good enough. Um, but for the general public, the general population, I think that's a pretty good thing yeah. to do, man. But what you said before that you know, if you if you have a, a good enough why, and you stop, let's say you stop smoking and you stop doing that thing. It might feel shit not smoking at that time, mm-hmm. but if you build, if you build it and you build a discipline, the feeling you'll get after you've achieved and you've stopped smoking or you've quit is gonna it's, be so much better. Man, it's I, gonna take time, but I, it'll be worth it. I know it's funny because <clears throat> this podcast we kind of initially started talking about like healthy eating and that, but now it's kind of just changing into health, health in general, and and that's okay. Um. It's so it's so good that you say that, bro. Because there was a time when I didn't real, I I didn't know what it was gonna. I couldn't imagine not smoking a joint one day. You know what I mean? I just couldn't imagine a day without being high. But then in time, it's like now I can't even remember what it's like to be high. Almost, it's almost like a blur to me. Yeah. It's like now if I eat a lot of sugar, I actually I feel like I did used to feel when I'd smoked. And it's like bloody hell! Like I've just been taken over by some kind of just been man's just been possessed. Yeah, you don't want to feel. Have you ever had that, bro? Where you feel like you've got possessed by this monster that just like wants to eat, eat, eat. But but anyway, the point is, a few days in, a few weeks in, it it just becomes natural. 
it becomes like, wow, how didn't I know that this this piece was inside or this this state of balance was always there? Yeah, it was always there. Do you know what I mean? I think also when when you start eating clean and you look after your body and you exercise, I think you hold yourself differently. Do you know what I mean? I think that people can see that. People can feel your energy. Full power. Full you can, power, man. You can feel it and, and you feel you feel good. You want to do stuff. You want to... Love. It's love. It's self-love, man. To fill the body with, with beautiful nourishment, if that is what beautiful nourishment means to you. Do you know what I mean? For some people, meat might be like full power nutrients and love to the body. For some people, that's the opposite. Some people, it's all about the vegetables and the vegan diet and whatever you want to call it. If you are filling your body with something that in your belief and your perspective is like nourishing goodness, natural, life-filled, chi-filled, beautiful, full-power nourishment, it's just like you just value yourself more, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in your. It's like your house. Your your body is your house. Your body is your home. Yeah, you do. You do value yourself a lot more. You you start to look at look at you, and you start to. I can't. I can't. I can't think. I can't explain it. But you just feel like. When when I notice when I start eating clean, I look at more and more ways to better myself. Mm. But when I'm eating shit, like. The thing is, I look at you know what what am I going to do tonight? I'm going to I'm going to put movie on. I'm going to get a Chinese. Yeah, so Chinese. <laughs> but the Chinese is my favorite food. But you just get excited, and and you know what? I'm not I'm not saying it's bad to 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 do that. I'm saying in moderation. Moderation's key, and and you've got to learn to dis- discipline yourself when it comes to moderation. Yeah, because it makes it sweeter. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't eaten for a while, let's say you've been eating clean for a while and you say, you know what, one day I'm going to, you know, treat myself a bit more, that that food's going to taste a lot better. That's a good point. Then, then, you know, if you're having it consistently. Um, that's a very good point, man. Do you know what I mean? It makes it makes the experience sweeter and that's with everything. Um, just quickly, I just want to talk about... Um, when you have a specific focus so i just want to give the example of uni when i was in uni so when i was in uni um you know i was doing my degree i did a degree in marketing and media communication and for three years that was my full focus so i went for it completely i wanted to get a first i wanted to i just wanted to prove to myself that i could do something like this so i had the focus and i had the motivation but whilst i was doing all of this my diet went completely out the window so I was I was um stud- I was getting up at like six in the morning and like studying till about maybe eleven at night and I was repeating that over and over again and my reward for doing that was eating eating bad food mm. and I didn't have the balance. <laughs> Isn't it funny that man? Like, aren't we funny? We are such funny. Sorry to cut you, man. We are such funny human beings. As a reward, I'm gonna eat bad food. Like. Isn't it fun? This is a programming thing, bro. Honestly, this is a programming thing. This all has to do with what we've seen growing up as kids and what we class as normal as human beings in today's society. As a reward, I'm going to cause harm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like, yeah. You don't don't think of it as harm because you're thinking, like, I'm going to enjoy eating this food. 
it tastes you're going to indulge in the senses as a reward you're going to have a pleasurable experience okay yeah i can understand it from that perspective back to back to the uni thing like i i did the degree i got my face but i built a terrible habit whilst doing it so when i finished my degree I continued to eat horrifically. <laughs> I didn't. So obviously, I, I I had my papers, which was the degree, and getting my face. And then after that, I was just eating terrible, eating bad. And then I started to feel horrific. Yeah. Just mentally, I just I just it, I wasn't a hundred percent. And that was because of the food I was eating. Mm. It was because I wasn't doing anything with myself. And all all I was doing really was was eating. I didn't have any like any specific goals. Do you know what I mean? Bro, this world, right, this is funny, isn't it? The world's got too much food today. The world's got too much food. Never mind world hunger. We've got too much food and a lack of responsibility. So what's happening is that, you know, it's kind of like we've got to have the off switch inside of us. We we need to have the off switch because no one else is going to put the off switch there because the world's always going to sell you more food, man. You're not going to go into a shop, right? Like all the students do it. All the students do it. Or most of them. Those blue M&Ms, man. I was on the blue M&Ms when I was in uni in the library and I loved them. And it, I, I thought, if I keep buying these... The person that works in the shop is not going to say, sorry, you're not allowed to buy any more of these. You've had enough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the person in the shop is just going to say, yeah, man, if you've got the money for them, have them. So the world isn't going to give us an off switch. We need, need to, to create. Lay, yeah, you need to create through discipline. And through like self-value, through knowledge, through intention, yeah, of course, through of course. all of these things. But the point that you're talking about, man, this is an interesting one. Personally, I'm very, very thankful to be who I am. Oftentimes, people would see this as a weakness, but I was never able to work a certain job or do a certain type of study or live in a certain way that sacrificed my health. So whenever I was working a job, like I've worked one office job in my life and we were sitting on chairs all day. After a couple of weeks, we, we, we got a standing desk in the office and I was standing for eight hours a day. Do you know what I mean? And naturally just fell out of that job because it was just like, I, I just don't fit in this environment. Okay. Over people that started that were on their probation period with me got overweight during the probation period because they neglected their exercise so they could do the projects and that that are going to keep the job for them. So all their focus went into their job and all they the forgot focus, about their health. They yeah. forgot about the health. I've never been able to do that. See, that's, that's, that's something that I struggled with and um, i don't struggle with it as much now but to have that it's hard to have that this up, this comes down to your values bro it comes down to your values if you value health more than absolutely anything then it's it's going to be very hard to get you off that it's going to be very hard for someone to give you an offer that sacrifices your health nothing's going to be worth it do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter if someone pays me loads of money to do a job. If I feel like that is going to sacrifice my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, it's just like, sorry, mate, not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Most people will sell themselves, bro, for these things, jobs and qualifications and whatever. They'll do it. They'll sell yeah. out. Do you know what I mean? And a, a big thing is that, like when, like I know as well. Like when, like when you, when you ever you're in the office. Obviously, the stuff got there's cakes, 
there's like there's loads of like free food always mm-hmm. there um, and it's so easy to just be like all right if someone offers you like a donut it's so easy to it's say weird, yes to that it's weird isn't it man it's last point on that last topic by the way guys if we can start seeing how health affects every single area of our lives like relationships it affects your relationships trust me because when you're not feeling like you've got energy you don't want to go out and you don't want to hang around with your mates and that affects your relationships when you feel like you've um you, you feel sick or diseased because you've been putting crazy stuff into the body you don't want to hang around with your family you don't want to communicate you don't want to have fun you don't want to go out you don't want to try new stuff you don't want to work on your business you, you know what i mean yeah. it affects every it area does affect, of yeah. life i agree every I, area i think another thing is that when you start to eat clean you realize that food isn't the be all do you know what i mean there's other things that you will put a, fo- a focus on and food will just be something that it'll be like yeah you can make it tasty and you can still enjoy it but it won't be as as important do you know what i mean you know what man make it tasty this is an interesting one i actually feel because of the past few months of experience with indulgence in my own cravings and and this slavery that i've felt to my own senses i actually feel like eating monk food would actually be like the wiser thing to do like get away from this whole like sensory indulgence stuff i understand it's kind of it sounds all robotic and it sounds like you're a stone do you know what i mean if you don't want to make your food really tasty and beautiful when i cook food i like to present it on the plate like an art piece you know what i mean i like to make it such a beautiful process but at the same time this is a double-edged sword because when the taste and the flavor is so um, prioritized this is what creates craving this is what takes yeah. you back for more yeah. do you know what I mean if it's, if it's healthy food I suppose it isn't as bad I guess you know it. no but but still man like I, I guess you know what man like I am just food for me is one of my biggest challenges in life getting a, a really strong and consistent this is the word consistent relationship with food this is like the the challenge of my life man this is the challenge of my life consistent being the main word i'm talking 70 years man i'm not talking like having three weeks of eating clean and then nah i'm talking about like extreme long term consistency but it goes back to what you said that you shouldn't set the bar too high do little bits bits each day like you know, if Maybe you set yourself a certain is, yeah. task and like, yeah. let's say you, you, you're getting it, you haven't, you've never done a diet before, you've never, you've never stuck to a certain amount of calories or you've just never done that type of thing. Do little bits each day, like maybe have one healthy meal every day for a week. I like and then this. After that, try and make sure that you're drinking a certain amount of water every water. day. Water. This is one. This is an interesting water, yeah, one, Yeah, it's huge. It's Water's huge. full power. <laughs> water. I haven't drank tap water in like six months or something, you know, seven months. Really? I still drink tap water. Do, do you get it all like... I go to a spring on the Wirral and I get my water in, in bottles. Like, I've I've saved up like five, 25 five-litre bottles and I take them every couple of months and we fill them up with this natural spring water and that's our water that we drink in the house, man. And, you know, that's the point. I'm not really trying to get the point across of like... Hey guys, this is what I do. I don't drink tap water. What I'm saying is like drinking enough water 
is a lot of cravings come from dehydration. Yeah, and yeah, and you notice when you when you've had a glass of water, you don't have those cravings anymore. You're a bit fuller. Like, yeah, man, or tea. Yeah, I find that having some tea, like green tea. Yeah, man, or like a, a chamomile or whatever, some herbal tea. Mm-hmm. It's like whoa, I actually don't even want to eat those cookies now, man. I don't even want to eat that peanut butter. It's just like boom, I'm I'm satisfied with that cup of tea. Yeah. There's also loads of benefits from just drinking a certain amount of water each day. You, your your skin gets a lot better, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You improve. I think it improves your skin. And um, what I've noticed is when when you're drinking a lot of water and, and you're eating clean, you, for me anyway, I don't get any spots. Like I'm I, like I get quite interesting. Yeah, it's very like, and you get a bit of a, a kind of like a glow. Um, you just look healthier. That could be to do with the. Um... The fact that that water is allowing the toxins to be flushed yeah. through the body, and from a Chinese medicine perspective and a macrobiotic perspective as well, the water element, man, is associated with the kidneys. And when the kidneys are nourished and the kidneys are healthy in their energy, we get this glow in our skin, bro. Like you, f- you see vitality in someone. Water is life, to be honest. Without, like, we can go longer without food than we can yeah, without water. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I'm saying? What's huge? What, don't people people don't drink it, especially in the um, in the winter. Like it's so easy to get. You get you, you're more likely to get dehydrated. I heard something like you're more likely to get dehydrated in the winter than you are in the summer. <laughs> it's crazy, that isn't it? Have you ever heard that? No, that's so, because that's basically you, you're in you're you're in like whatever your home and or or the office, and because it's cold, you just don't naturally you just don't drink that much water because you don't think you need to. Whereas in the summer, you're like, oh, it's hot. Okay. I'm gonna get dehydrated. This is a this is a good little tip then guys. Hot water. Like, you know what? This it's so normal for me now, man. Or I, I understand actually that this isn't normal to people. Just drinking a cup of hot water is like it tastes even better than tea at times. And there's been times where like I've been in Starbucks or Costa or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just have a hot water, please. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, go on, have your hot water. And other people will look at you like well, you're weird. I've, I've never had that before. What 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 does it do? What are the benefits to drinking just plain well, hot water? Well, the Chinese drink a cup of warm to hot water every morning because it warms up the digestive system. This okay. is just one thing. Do you know what I mean? It warms up your digestive process and starts that whole process, allows the body to kind of warm up and say, right, time to wake up, time to go about our stuff. You know, if you drink cold liquids... It generally doesn't really have such a good effect on the, the stomach and the intestines. Um, I learned that through having a digestive illness and then absolutely nerding out on how to optimize my digestion. Yeah. Through all these Chinese remedies and all that stuff. Natural healing and all yeah. that, you know what I mean? Drug free. Um, so the, the hot water is just, it's kind of like how to make water cozier. Do you know what I mean? Just like heat it up and then you'll have your cosy little drink in the evening and uh, maybe put a bit of lemon in there or something as yeah. well and it'll be full power. Of course, yeah. And you, you know what I've noticed? A lot of people obviously will opt for like the fizzy drinks. Do you know what I mean? And and if you're trying, if you're one of those people that's trying to, st- to drink more water and less fizzy drinks, I'd say that, you know, you don't have to go straight to water. Maybe, maybe have a little bit of cordial or this is going back to the, to the, um, the one minute tool, just, not making it so hard mm-hmm. and doing the little steps um, and then once you've done the cordial go for just plain water it's just step by step boom with yeah. a drop of cordial <laughs> just one drop if you <laughs> one, need it one drop um, it's a good philosophy though man this um, this uh, one minute 
minimum. Do you know what I mean? Or like set the bar low. Everyone wants to set the bar high, but set the bar low, then you won't feel the pressure. If you don't feel the pressure, then you're much more likely to stay consistent for many years to come. Yeah, of course. Think about it, guys. Anyone that's listening, if you've ever done a diet, if you've, if you've ever done any of these um, big health decisions that you've made in your life, what is your health condition now? You know, have you actually moved forward? Do you know, or are you just kind of in the same place that you've always have been? And you actually haven't really progressed that much. You've just taken 10 steps forward and then 10 steps back. And then 10 steps forward and then 10 steps back. Yeah. Constantly going Constantly. forward and back, forward and back. You know, if you want to have a, a constant, consistent progression, the pressure needs to be lifted off, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well, but... Also, what you know, what go back to when we said the food, you know, when it's tasty and the food. Like when I say eating clean, I don't mean like chicken and rice and broccoli every single day. You've got to make it. You've got to make it suit you for for it to stay consistent. It's got to be tailored towards you, hasn't it? You've got to have food that you, first of all, that your body can digest properly, mm -hmm. and it's got to be something that you that you enjoy. And yeah. another thing which I think is so important is that. Don't stick to one specific diet throughout. Change it up each month. Wow. Your body will get used to it. This is an interesting one. Yeah, because I, I did that a lot. Like, I did that in the gym, and I stuck to one specific diet, and I got very, very bored, and then I started eating bad again. And then I did another diet, stuck to it, and I got very bored. It just kept happening. And I also noticed that I wasn't really progressing as well, physically. Yeah. My body got used to those types of food, so you need to change. This is interesting. This, this is when we can start talking about like the the you know local grown foods and how like it's it actually naturally is impossible to eat the same thing every day in nature. Do you know, when we live in the city and we get everything imported in and we can buy whatever we want, no matter what, we can buy pineapples, bro. In in winter, you can eat a pineapple in winter. In England, like, this isn't natural. So, and, you know, I'm not sending out a perfectionist vibe here, guys. Like, that's really not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is variety is is really where the beauty is in life. Um, well, that's one perspective. I could also, everything's a contradiction, a contradiction. But variety is a really beautiful thing to incorporate into your life. And even better so, variety before you even have a chance to get bored. So when you're exercise, do different training methods, try different training styles, try different activities that challenge your body and that are different forms of exercise before you even feel like you need the change, do it. Because you're filling up the bucket before it's empty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's such a good why, point. Why wait for the glass to get empty to fill it? It's like top up, top up, top up with variety before you need it and then it won't be you won't have resentment against that old training style yeah, or that old food do you know what i mean yeah. if you've eaten chicken and rice for 10 years and that's the old for one year and that's the only thing you've eaten you got sick of it and it's gotten to the point now where you need to change you've got a resentment there towards that chicken and rice yeah. you know what i mean it's like oh i hate chicken and so rice you have, I can't to, yeah, stand you have it. to mix it up absolutely mix it up but mix it up before you even have a chance to get bored yeah i mean we're not we're not talking like we're 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 not saying we're professionals at this in any way do you know what i mean we're just we're just we're just two people that have kind of like seen what it's like to eat clean and, On a and journey. anyone can do it anyone can do the change anyone can change their diet and 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 start 
um, living a healthy, healthy and clean Dude, life. Two people on a journey. No way are we perfect. But this is all about saying, listen, guys, like... If we can do it. Yeah, or like there's just something to be found and there's something to be learned and there's something to be achieved in looking after our health. Like standard, do you know what I mean? I don't need to be in absolute optimal health to say that. That's a universal truth right yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Everyone will resonate with it. Like looking after your health is one of the fundamentals of being Absolutely. A, a thriving human being. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll start to get like that that feeling of you know when you get excited about eating a certain meal in the evening that feeling you'll still get that feeling but for other things mm. other things in your life like things that you might be starting exercise, maybe starting a business it? exercise yeah. you know hitting your goals you'll get more excited about those things so the the focus from eating that specific meal will go will go to other things this is a really interesting one that I, I'm glad you, you, you brought this back to it, actually. You, you brought us back to that. The feeling of joy that comes when you have the imagination of that, that food that you're going to eat later or the feeling of excitement about that thing that you're going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe you're going to go out and have a drink and you get really excited about it or you're going to have that coffee, you get really excited about it or you're going to smoke that joint and you feel really excited. I used to get giddy at the thought of it. And all the more likely I was to go home and do it then, obviously. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I, I got back like a week or two ago from doing a 10-day silent meditation retreat, man. Not even a retreat, but it was a, it was a trial. It was a course. It was, it was a test, a 10-day silent test. And one of the main things I learned within this meditation course, Vipassana meditation, it's called, by the way, um, we can leave that in the show notes or something in it, right? Yeah, we'll leave it in there. We'll leave it in there. Um, one thing I learned is that sensation arises in the body when there's a thought. You have a certain thought, it creates a sensation in the body. And this sensation we then class to be either pleasant or unpleasant. Now, I, you must be able to relate to me on this one, man. This sensation then creates the feeling of I want more or I want less. I crave or I avert. Now, when you had these feelings, whenever you've had these feelings in the past, bro, about like, um, you know, you've you've had this imagination of that Chinese, bro. <laughs> the, Chinese, the Chinese that you're going to have when you get home. Yeah, it's a it's a feeling yeah. in the body, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're gonna put an episode of strange, you know, the new season of Stranger Things. It creates a feeling yeah, in the you've body. Got this like this 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 idea of what it's gonna be like, and you get you get yeah you get this excited fantasy. Feeling. It's a fantasy, man. And the the what we don't most of us don't realize that there's a sensation in the body that's created in this fantasy, and it's that sensation that drives us to make the decision. It's that sensation that drives us to. F- to fuel that craving. Yeah, of course. But if you can if you can literally say to yourself, when you are feeling like that, no, I'm gonna change. <laughs> I'm gonna change the way I'm thinking right now. I'm gonna eat clean tonight and I'm still gonna enjoy myself. That you, you, that's like a growth and, it, and it's so hard. There's so many times where I haven't done it, but it's so hard to do. But if you do it, you literally will start getting building a habit. Do you know what I mean? I think there's different levels to habit. I think, I think when you, at times where it's so hard, where everyone's eating bad, and and you know you are so close to eating eating bad, and then you say, you know what? I'm gonna eat clean. I'm gonna make. I've got. I bought all this clean food. I'm gonna make this food for me. 
after you've eaten it, you're so thankful that you made that decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's been countless times where I have made the decision of eating bad, and I said, why? Why have I done that? Do you know what I mean? I, I, it was just such a regret. But you learn from it. I guess you learn from it. You you must be able to relate to it. Oh, bro, there's so many layers to this, though, man. There's so many layers. First of all, even classing certain foods as bad, this can even have an effect, a negative effect on our relationship to it because if you class it as bad, then you're going to feel guilt and shame. If you feel guilt and shame, then you're more likely to do that thing again. So it's kind of like... It, what is it really bad is it bad or is it just food that's not going to take you into more it's not going to take you into a deeper state of harmony with your body your mind and your spirit and your being um so it, it's so multi-layered that it's hard for me to just be like but for us to speak in straight lines here but um another thing that you mentioned there that i really wanted to touch on was the Oh man, it's it's slipping, man. Oh yeah, no, no, it's come back, man. It's come back. Um, I wanted to speak about meditation and all of this, and like buying the healthy foods and bringing them into your house, and how this is also a, a great thing that we can do. Taking all the stuff that doesn't serve you in your health and getting it out of your house is an amazing one. Yeah, I've heard when of this, my I've never mom done brings it. in those biscuits, bro. If she bring or she brings in the peanut butter or the crumpets or whatever, it's like it's in the house. I don't want it to go to waste. I must eat it. So I'm exactly I must eat it because it's there. Yeah. Now the path of least resistance. This is an interesting idea. The path of least resistance is the shortest, easiest path. Now, oftentimes as human beings, we want the path of least resistance in the way that we make decisions. We want to choose decisions in the line of, re of least resistance, in the path of least resistance. If you've got chocolate biscuits in the cupboards, the path of least resistance, like it's so easy for you to just go downstairs and grab those cookies and eat them. But if the cookies are out in the shop and it's late at night and you haven't got them in your house, you're less, yeah, of course. The path of least resistance is just to go to bed, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just to go to funny? sleep. I can relate to that so much. Like, for example, you know, you know, after Christmas, there's there's always that, you know, in your cupboards, there's always loads of food left over. And you know, I used to set my New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to start eating clean. And then from the first of January, I'm going to eat clean. But you know what I used to do? I used to get that food that was in my cupboard. This is how this is how fucked up it is. I used to get my the the, the unhealthy food. I used to stick it in a bag. I used to hide it in the kitchen because I knew deep down when I had my like cheat day, I was going to go in that bag and I was going to eat that shit. Because I, I, I knew like, I'm not going to let it go to waste. But yeah. that is knowing that eventually you're going to break. And you shouldn't think like that. It should just be that this is a journey yeah, you that plan you're, it, you're yeah, planning you're out. Planning, I was planning <laughs> it out. <laughs> and eventually I was going to break. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. We scheme and we fantasize about our own. Yeah. But you've got, that, that's the thing. You shouldn't. You've got to think of this this thing as a as a long term thing, as a long term health plan. It, it's it's not just a it's it's a campaign. It's a campaign, mm. and it takes time. And you've got to think of it as a as a a thing that's going to last. And that's something I never did. I always knew eventually I was going to break. Yeah, this is then you're setting yourself up for setting yourself up. Yeah. But you know when we do fall off the track, man, it's so important to for us to just forgive ourselves man do you know what i mean have you ever experienced that man where it's just like the guilt that you feel for like you know falling short on your discipline it's just like 
have a little bit of compassion and love for yourself here and just like forgive and then get back on it. Yeah, of course. But I think get back on. Don't I, I dwell, agree don't with dwell you. Dwell in should... it, man. Don't dwell. I know. I, I I get what's going. What I get what's going on here, man. It's interesting. I'm very much more in tune with like the feminine right now, man. Where like I'm soft and compassionate with myself, man. And like it's it's also just as valuable to have that warrior mentality too. The real the soldier's discipline. It's finding a healthy balance between that discipline. And the the compassion and the, the just it's okay that you ate a biscuit when you were saying that you didn't want to eat sugar. It's okay that you a bit of love for yourself yeah, because of course. ultimately, like we this whole food thing, man. Like we make a lot of our food choices emotionally. Um, but just to to sidetrack slightly um, onto meditation and how meditation has been full power in um, helping me make healthier, smarter, wiser decisions for myself. When we meditate, oftentimes most people um, think that meditation is about um, clearing the mind, emptying the mind, no thoughts. But one of the most powerful tools I'm receiving through meditation is to look at myself objectively. And what that means is I'm looking at Usman, this guy, I'm watching him and I'm saying, ah, Usman is thinking about this. Ah, Usman desires this. Oh, Usman is craving this. Instead of I am craving, it's no longer I, it's Usman. Because the I is the guy that's watching in my meditation. Now, it might be hard for you to relate to this if you're not someone that practices meditation regularly. But if you do, you'll understand that in meditation, you're observing yourself you're observing the mind you're observing the respiration you're observing that which is watching and it sounds a bit mad but once you really experience this it's really beautiful because then your your desires are no longer your desires the desire is the desire of josh or the desire of usman and that kind of creates a bit of space between you and that desire or you and that craving or you and that emotion and if you've created space between those things then you take it a bit less seriously you know what i mean you take if a lot of time that identity a lot of time if people say i want chocolate do you know what i mean it's like i want chocolate right now it's like they gotta act upon that right now because that is it's it's a high priority feeling and it's their feeling it's their desire it's their craving but if it's observed as, ah, that is, like, he wants chocolate, she wants chocolate, Osman wants chocolate. Do you know what I mean? It creates the space between you and you, you know, your body. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It, you kind of, like, start to realise what's going on. Yeah, you, you, you kind of snap out of the spell of it. And then you say, you know what? You're like, you know what, actually, like, if I was treating myself like a child here, um... If my child was saying, I want sweets, or my child was saying, like, <laughs> chocolate, I want chocolate, do you know what I mean? Like, in the middle of the night, would you say, yeah, kid, go ahead, just because you want it, have it? When we create space between us and our own desires, it can kind of end up where, like, we see ourselves as our own children. This is a very interesting one, because when you don't want to exercise, it's like, it's for your own good, mate. It's for your own good, son. 
to yourself. Do you know what I mean? And so you'll give yourself that as if like you're your own parent. And the same with the food. It'll be like, I want those cookies. And it'll be like, listen, son, that's, you know what I mean? Like authority. Like It's an, inter- it's an interesting way to look at it. And I think, um, I think a lot of people could actually take that on board with them. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I certainly could. I've never thought of it like that. This is the power of meditation, man. It helps you to step out of yourself, start looking at yourself from a third person. So you can start seeing yourself as though you're your own child. And it's like, you know, if if your child, like I just said before, if your child was demanding this, that and the other, if it's not for the good of that child, are you really going to give it to them? Only The answer is only yes, if you're a, an adult or a human being who does satisfy every one of their desires and cravings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got that relationship with your own desires, then you'll have that relationship with your child's. And it'll be like, oh yeah, well, every time I want a, a hot chocolate fudge brownie, I have a hot chocolate fudge brownie. So every time my kid wants Kit Kats, I'll give my kid Kit Kats, you know what I mean? So see yourself as your own child. See yourself as your own. You are your own father. You are your own coach. You are your own counsellor. You are your own parent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Big brother, big sister, whatever it might be. And then you can make better decisions for you from a place of love because you're looking at your body and you're looking at you from a third person. And it's like, if you really love that, like you love your, your, your pet dog, you'll look after your pet dog. It's a third person relationship there. It's like, oh, I love you. Or say, I love you to yourself from a real third person perspective. Hard for me to explain this intellectually, guys, but this meditation can really help us to understand how we can really separate from the self, separate from the thoughts and desires. Right, that leaves us to the end of the Usman podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Where can our listeners find you? Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on the show, man. It's been a great pleasure and a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor, and I also create videos designed to inspire. So go check me out on YouTube um, under the name Usman the Human. That's U-S-M-A-N, the human. And the same on Instagram as well, all one word, Usman the Human. Um, go and hit subscribe or whatever. Check out my videos. See if you resonate. And yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. And we'll catch you next time.